Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome. It's great to have you here. And boy, do we have a show lined up. There has been so much happening. And, you know, when we after my opening, I'm going to bring in the guests that we've had on before from J6, Cynthia Hughes and Jerry Perna. So stand by. We're going to get updates on J6. We also have things happening in terms of the RICO cases, five Additional states have joined the RICO case nationally. By the way, the ERIC system that we've been talking about, how terrible it is because they were able to track who's voted and when so they could pull those votes in and misappropriate them and use them. That system, a lot of states are starting to back out of. So we are making progress in our battle for truth, light, and freedom and preserving our republic. So I want you to know that this show is making a difference. We really are, and I appreciate your listenership. So I want to start with saying um, we've had, starting from the timeline of the Hunter Biden laptop, the FBI involvement in that, and perhaps collusion to subvert the information that was on that laptop prior to an election, impacted that 2020 election, no question. If the general public, independents and moderate Democrats had known what that Hunter Biden creepo had done and what he had on that laptop that incriminated himself and his daddy, big daddy, then that election would have it undoubtedly, without question, we already know we believe that that was mucked with, but it would have undoubtedly gone to Trump. So they had to withhold information and omit information, which is criminal, okay, particularly if you're the FBI and you had that laptop for over a year, then that affected that election. Fast forward, then there was the election interference and and fraud, and then there was J6. All of these things are going to be linked together today. I want to start with hearing Congressman Jim Jordan, who is absolutely a hero, among many, um, talking about in his opening at the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Federal Government, that that would be our FBI and others, et al., holds Twitter files hearing. Here you go. Other folks regarding election security during these weekly meetings, federal law enforcement agencies communicated that they expected a hack and leak operation. Don't you love it? And he was told they would occur in a period shortly before the 2020 presidential election, likely in October. And finally, he said, I also learned in these meetings that there were rumors that a hack and leak operation would involve Hunter Biden. So what did the government tell him? A hack and leak operation was coming. How often did the government tell him this? Repeatedly for a year. When did the government say it was going to happen? October of 2020. And who did the government say it would involve? Hunter Biden. Now think about it. Government had no evidence of any intrusions, no evidence of a hack and leak. Yet for a year, they tell Twitter that a hack and leak is coming. It's coming in October and it will involve Hunter Biden. No evidence, but the FBI knows what's going to happen, when it's going to happen and who it's going to involve. Now, that's amazing. That is amazing to me. 
Maybe, I mean, maybe they get the time right. We're kind of used to October surprises every four years. So maybe they get the time right, but they got the time, they got the method, and they got the person. That's amazing. It's almost like these guys were clairvoyant. How did they know? How did they know? Maybe it's because they had the laptop and they had had it for a year. They had the laptop. They knew it wasn't hacked, but that's not what they told Twitter. They didn't tell Twitter that information. And Twitter believed, frankly, everything they said. In those weekly meetings, the FBI had built a cozy relationship with this tech company and others as well, we believe. Emails between the FBI and Twitter began with the greeting. Hey, Twitter folks. Emails that asked Twitter to take down accounts and limit visibility of tweets. The FBI handed out security clearance to folks at Twitter. They communicated with Twitter on the secret teleporter app where messages disappear after a certain length of time. And of course, they paid Twitter $3.4 million. In addition, on August 6, 2020, the FBI briefed Senators Grassley and Johnson. And according to the Senator's testimony, last month in front of this committee, the briefing was bogus and done so someone could go leak that the briefing had happened. So that was... Congressman Jim Jordan at the subcommittee and his opening. Why I play this is because a stage was set for corruption, collusion, and the infiltration of our government election system when they intervened through Twitter and FBI on our election process prior to the 2020 election. That happened. It's now coming out. A lot is coming out. So I want to bring now our J6 people on. These people are heroes. They have been fighting for the truth about the J6, which, of course, followed the 2020 election. And remember, on that day, what was supposed to happen? During J6, the point of that gathering was to request and frankly require, but request that the the votes were not certified because there was a question as to the veracity of the election process and whether or not it was indeed an honest election. And there was enough evidence that Vice President Pence should have, in our opinion, intervened and not certified the election. That was the whole point of J6. So now when we look back on all the chaos that ensued, we're looking at it and saying, because I, I was there. I mean, I, I, I met people in the crowds on the mall. And there were a few people who were, didn't belong. You could tell their energy was very antagonistic and so forth. They were not patriots, and they had infiltrated the the room, so to speak. So, first of all, welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show, Cynthia Hughes and Jerry Perna. Thank you so much. Hi, Jen. Thank you for having me. Thanks yeah. for having us. Absolutely. All right, Cynthia, let's start with PatriotFreedomProject.com. PatriotFreedomProject.com. Please, everybody, support this organization because they are supporting the families and the individuals who are being attacked under this J6 nonsense. Cynthia, tell us, where are we now? What's the update since we last spoke to you a couple weeks ago? Well, in terms of, um, you know, the families and those that are being held behind bars, uh, not much has changed with that. In fact, 
they're still arresting people. We had about five new arrests just last week. Um, in light of Tucker uh, this past week, he, you know, revealing um, what he saw uh, and, and the video footage that he received and his reporting, um, you know, it, it is getting more people now to talk about J6. Not much is going to change, honestly, Jen, because here's the problem. You have a lot of people that have now entered into rock-solid uh, plea deals. This government knew exactly what they were doing, and they got a lot of people to lock into these plea deals, and there's nothing that really can be done about it. You can't appeal. You, you know, I, I, I don't know if the lawyers are going to come up with some kind of, uh, you know, uh, some kind of way to um, have it reversed. That remains to be seen. I know a lot of the lawyers are talking together behind the scenes, and we'll see what that brings. Let me interject something. So Robert Govea is an attorney out of Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, credit to Natalie Abbas, who gave me that information. I find him a little bit laborious to listen to because he goes on for several hours and he digs really deep into the information. But he has, as an attorney, has dug into what's been going on, and apparently he's tracking that the Proud Boys, their attorneys, are looking at going for a mistrial because they withheld sculptory evidence from the defense. Apparently, this could be grounds for going for mistrials. Do you see that happening in these various cases? No. I know that they're going to file for a mistrial, but I don't see it being granted. In fact, um, and that's what I was about to bring up, in fact, the main lawyer on, on that case, uh, Attorney Nick Smith, um, who we have helped on many cases with, um, it's his paralegal who discovered the, uh, you know, the evidence that was being withheld from these attorneys. Now, I know that they're going to file for a mistrial. There should have been a mistrial declared right on the spot when this was discovered. But that's not the case, because now you have a judge, uh, Judge Kelly, who is trying to help the prosecution um, you know, win their case. I mean, it's as plain as day when you listen to, um, you know, the, the reporting uh, that's coming out of uh, the Proud Boy trial. This is a true human travesty across the board. The okay. impact to the people being held, the families, and the lawyers, because you got to remember, these lawyers are putting their blood, sweat, and tears, time away from their homes, their families, their children. So, so here's what I want to I want to say about that. I think that um, it's going to become more and more apparent how corrupt our judicial system has become. And as I've said for well over a year, what I call the injustice system is not a justice system; it's an injustice system. And uh, Jerry, I want to go to you. What are you seeing from your perspective? Um, and just to remind people that Jerry is the, uh, the aunt of, of Matthew Perna, who took his own life because they wheeled and dealed and manipulated him, and it, it, the torment of it all was too much. Can you please tell us from your perspective what you see? Well, you know, when they talked about releasing the 40,000-plus hours and that it was going to be on the Tucker Carlson show, and don't get me wrong, I love Tucker, but getting... 40-some thousand hours of videotape on a couple of segments two nights in a row, it kind of like, I was like very skeptical, to say the least. So this video comes out, they focus in on a couple of people, and like Cynthia said, people entered into plea, plea deals just like my nephew did. 
you plead guilty. There was no trial. You can't have a mistrial without a trial. And and these people are, are in jail. They're in jail. Their lives are ruined, absolutely ruined. My nephew is dead. If Matt had not taken his own life and was still here, would he be free? No, he'd probably still be in jail, waiting and waiting. And it's very disheartening to me that all of a sudden they're talking about it because the tapes were released. Where was their outrage two years ago? And you mentioned Jim Jordan, and he does talk a lot. He does speak out about a lot of things. But I will tell you that we contacted Jim Jordan's office several times when Matthew was going through this nightmare, and not one email and not one phone call was returned. And that is the norm among all of them. That's outrageous, and and I I, I appreciate you putting that in. I, I really appreciate your honest perspective about that because we only know what we're fed, and that's part mm-hmm. of the problem here. It's time for the 40,000 hours to be public information, all of it, all of it. Nobody has the right to withhold information from the defendants, their families, or we the people. It's time for enough is enough on the manipulation, deceit, and coercion that's going on within and without of our government. And uh, the, you know, this whole notion that uh, I want to mention Schumer, God help us, Schumer, apparently threatened Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch, with, if you know, if you don't do something about Tucker and all of these tapes, and he better not. And who is this thug? Who is this thug representing people? How, what is he doing in Senate anymore? I mean, but obviously if, 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 it, if, a, if a Republican did that, they'd be they'd be sanctioned at the least and removed from committees and so forth. So it's outrageous that Senator Schumer is on uh, on record in a hearing threatening Rupert Murdoch at a at a. Um, so, so one thing we want to look at is a petition for transparency on all of this work that needs to get out there because we have a right to know. Let me take a quick break. Stand by. And when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about specifically what we can do to support the efforts to continue to beat this drum and make sure that we are freeing people who had the right to be Um, at a public location, demonstrating their voice. And oh, by the way, I don't believe there was any notion that you could not go in the Capitol building. To my knowledge, there weren't posts saying do not enter. And oh, by the way, they were ushering these people in. And the evidence of this walk around with the shaman guy shows that the police were fine. They were just escorting him. So all of this is a big charade, but lives are at stake and enough is enough. We'll be right back. This is Jen inviting you to follow us on several different social media platforms. First of all, our new The Jen Charlton Show Rumble channel. That's The Jen Charlton Show on Rumble. Please follow us there and share from there and let other people know about the channel so we can build our audience there. Also, wherever you get your podcast, make sure to rate us, five-star rating, 
like us, because you do, and share it with all your friends so that other people can have access to this important information. And also remember to download the WFMD app. It's there for you to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, wherever you are on this great globe. We look forward to having you with us next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on WFMD. Welcome back, everybody. I have today with me Cynthia Hughes, Jerry Perna on the phone calling from Northern Reach. And I have with me in studio Natalie Abbas. And I'm going to have Natalie share her perspective because she's been tracking this nicely. Hold on. So what I have found is Robert Govea has looked at all the court documents. He's really dug in and he goes step by step throughout the whole process. And what it appears to be is there's a lot of exculpatory evidence that has been removed. Well, what is that? What does that mean? It means that the def- the prosecutor, when they have 40,000 hours of tape, they need to provide everything over to the defense so that they can build a good case to say, okay, well, if you look at a murder and a murder weapon, you might have two fingerprints on the on the knife. And if you're only disclosing that there's one set of fingerprints, how can you build a defense if you don't know about the other set of fingerprints, right? So he goes through this process and says, you know, interviews different folks. And what he found was he talked to the gentleman that is the court um, at the head of the Congress. And he throws the gavel and says, open session, closed session, open session, closed session. He said there were six other protests that have happened in the past. All we do is escort them out. The galley's open. Everybody is welcome to come in. Uh, You have to go through the tour office. And it's open and you should be able to walk around. And if you look at and listen to Robert Govea on his January 6th, uh, spill, it definitely starts to show a very different picture. Okay, so really what we're looking at then is innocent before proven guilty. What happened to that? Two, by the way, the police officer, they said, unfortunately, may he rest in peace, he passed the day after Jan 6, but they tried to tell the public, and they did, through MSNBC, NBC, all the different, I'll call them mainstream media, all the different outlets, did their Mockingbird, you know, little, uh, you know, uh, narrative saying that we were killing people, we MAGA, we the Patriots, in the Capitol, that police had died. No, they didn't die in the Capitol. They lied. That poor man died the next day, and they used him like a prop for their propaganda and their abuse of our system and, our, frankly, our constitutional rights. So, ladies, I want to come back with you. To wrap up, anything you want to say, anything you want to say final, and then what can we do to help? Let's keep people in action helping you move this needle so that we get these poor people out of hell I so, think Cynthia, um, this is this is, oh, you can, this is yeah. go Cynthia um, I'm still here 
I got it. I got a scoot, Jen. But um, I just wanted to say, you know, there's many ways to support these people and their families. There's multiple organizations and different platforms out here. You just, you know, you, you could support, you could, you know, people can make a financial contribution. Um, you know, we have a new book out, Due Process Denied, uh, The Detained, The Families, The Fallout, with contributions. There's a whole chapter uh, that Jerry Perna wrote uh, um, on her on her uh, beloved nephew. And uh, I, I really encourage your, your listeners to pick up a copy. Uh, you can get it on Amazon uh, or Barnes & Noble. And, and What's the name again, please? Due Process. Due process denied, the detained, the families, the fallout. Um, and, you know, Jen, I'm, I'm sorry to bombard you with all this information, but we also have a docuseries uh, that's going to be uh, taking place throughout the course of 2023. And part one uh, is out now, and you can visit dueprocessdenied.org, and you can see part one there. And you will see Jerry's story and a few other families, their stories, and what their heartbreak is, you know, dealing with this nightmare. Okay, everybody, dueprocessdenied.org, dueprocessdenied.org. You're listening to Cynthia Hughes. God bless you. Support her at patriotfreedomproject.com. It's actually not supporting her. It's her support for the families and making sure that the the individuals being incarcerated unlawfully and unconstitutionally have legal defense funds because they're fighting a, an enormous machine, an enormous machine that has misappropriated their power against we the people. And it's outrageous. It's outrageous. Jerry, thank you. Thank you. And again, we're so sorry for your loss. Our heart breaks for you every day over this. It's just terribly sad to have lost Matthew. And I know you're fighting for him and all the others as you go along to make sure this does not happen again. Is there anything final you want to say, Jerry? If if anybody would like to read Matt's story, it is on our website, um, rememberingmattperna.com. Uh, we also have a donate um, tab because we are starting the Matthew Perna Foundation. He was a very giving, generous spirit, and we want to continue his humanitarian efforts and let his name live on. Okay, everybody, these are the ways we can make a difference. Do what you can. Every little bit, you know, counts. Ladies, thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great weekend. We'll have you back again. We appreciate these updates. God bless. Thank you. All right, everybody, you're listening to The Jen Charlton Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Jen. And wow, this has been uh, important to cover these different issues. And one of the things that was mentioned to me was, uh, and I'm going to have a couple legal experts on next, so let's just rock and roll into it. But there's there's some specific legal precedent that they're not following on these J6 that we'll talk about in a second. So first of all, I want to welcome back to the show Draza Smith. And Draza is a well, she's just amazing and an expert in the, you know, IT and all of the engineering kind of aspects of what's going on here, but has also been digging into the election fraud and election integrity issues. I also have in studio with me today, Natalie Abbas, who's a paralegal and has been working nonstop 
uh, on this election fraud issue with Draza and then also Walter Charlton, as you know, my father, who's an attorney working with Draza. So I want to just say that because of this show and, and some of the work that we're doing, bridging the gap between radio and podcasting world we're getting some notice, and, and actually Draza and, and Walter are just now being recognized by the Lindell TV channel as a team and getting out there nationally. So they're getting some national recognition. Draza's already had it, but Walter's now hitting the national stage. So it's really great to have you back, Draza. Um, you know, one of the things I said is that the the preliminary events of Hunter Biden, the laptop, led to a corrupt election that was influenced at least by the FBI and their withholding, which then led to J6, which led now to what we are dealing with in the aftermath of this election fraud. Can you give us an update on what's occurred since we had you on last about uh, what's being revealed in terms of the Eric system, how they've been processing votes or how they've been manufacturing them. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the wonderful introduction. Um, so we've been looking at so many different aspects and this really has been, um, an, an, an uncovering of a massive, uh, coordinated effort to have a very small group of people that thinks they know what's best for us or what's best for their pockets try to control the whole election process and take it away from the will of the American people. So what we have going on that we've been looking at, we have been finding financial uh, fraud where the people that make a donation to, uh, it doesn't matter, Democratic or Republican sides, are then, um, their identities are, stolen and utilized to continue making insane numbers of very small donations. When I say insane, I'm talking in the past four years, tens of thousands of donations. What that equates to is 50 50 donations every single day to 800 different uh, committees, charities, not not charities, committees or PACs or or, committees. uh, campaigns that they're able to coordinate enough so that they don't exceed the maximum donation to any single one. And this is happening with tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that donations, their donations show up in the FEC. Uh, on uh, Once the funding comes into the system, then we see a coordinated effort with organizations, many organizations. Eric has been one that was has been identified by the work of Chris Jersky in Florida that you could look up that's extremely well documented and presented. And I believe his work led to Florida leaving the Eric system. Uh, others have been found to have direct electronic access to the voter rolls uh, that would allow them to go on uh, campaigns of voter registration and then take and automatically enter those people into the voter systems for many different states. So a lot of these things that we're seeing, then then these people don't have to be verified, and then they're available for 
uh, non-corporeal voting, that you don't have to show up and show your body if you're going to vote by mail. And many of the registrations that are made in this manner check the boxes to always send me <laughs> the, the, the mail-in voting. So this is absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing, the number of organizations that, again, I believe it's a small, relatively small number of people that are just think they know best for us or for their pocketbooks that are structuring the United States against what the rational people believe is the way we should be operating. Well, Draza, you know, you're amazing. And with all due respect, I think you're being way too kind. They're not, they don't think they're smarter than us. They're trying to undo our country and make it something else. And when that occurs, that's treason. So they tried to nail J6ers for treason insurrection. And let me remind everybody that back on November 3rd and after that, I said repeatedly, the insurrection occurred on November 3rd, not on Jan 6th. So th- this is a play on words. It's a play on, it's a word game. It's a narrative game. Who can own the narrative? Who can own the narrative that, you know, women's issues matter to only Democrats? No, they don't. Who can, you know, own the narrative that J6ers are all you know, traitors. No. So it's all a play on our minds. And and as we call it a psyop, you know, it's they're playing with our heads through propaganda. And we have to get super duper straight about the facts and deal only in facts. So when we look at, yeah, and and that's what you and Walter are really good at and what a team you make. So I want to bring on Walter to comment on where we are You've had states join your effort. You have conjoined with other cases. You guys are working together across this country. And as I remind everybody, go back for the last two weeks. We've been covering what came out of that Arizona hearing because much of what they are dealing over there, you all have been dealing with here. So it's it is a RICO case, which is racketeering, which means it's joined Many different aspects, the financial with the elections. And, oh, by the way, you have to get the bad guys in who are willing to be bribed. And, oh, by the way, where does all the money come for the DNC? Well, it's been coming from these donations like you're talking about. And what, in essence, it sounds like I'm kind of summarizing for everybody so you can catch up. What it sounds like is we've been dealing with an infiltration of what we used to call the mob into our money systems through real estate, banking, and they intersect with the election business because you got to get the bad guys in to pull all this stuff off. Am I right, Walter? Where where are we? Well, where we are is that we're now finding out that the scope of what we have termed to be the big cheat is just so much bigger. Uh, I mean, I, I... I think my opinion right now is the reason Trump left, you know, when he should not have left, is because it was so big, it's overwhelming. And it's still overwhelming. And it's overwhelming because the propaganda has poisoned all of the minds of the otherwise rational people to their narrative. And when you get a narrative that involves cheating and you come to the to the 
conclusion that Brady versus Maryland should be ignored, which gives every accused person the right to hear all exculpatory evidence, and it certainly has been ignored in the J6 narrative. And then we hear, well, Natalie and I were at a meeting the other night in Howard County where this purported uh, Republican got up and was showing us a bunch of charts. And I stood up and said, all those numbers are wrong. And they are wrong. All the numbers you hear that Draza is talking about are wrong because... Not Draza's numbers, but the people that are referring to. you got to clarify that. Well, not Draza's numbers, but the numbers that she's using to do her analysis. You start off with a whole bunch of totally wrong numbers. And they're, they're, they're votes of people that don't even exist. So are you... Okay, well, hold on, Draza. I'm going to let you jump in on that because it sounds like he just said you don't, you're not using the right numbers. Could you clarify, please? Draza. So it's yeah. it's it's not that it's not that I'm not using the right numbers. Uh, just I would I would use a different word. The numbers that are being reported do not accurately represent anything that's going on. We don't have accurate representations of the number of people that are registered to vote. We don't have accurate rep- numbers of the people that are donating to campaigns. We don't have accurate numbers of people that choose to do mail-in voting because there's so much fraud and um, and and just manipulated data that has been put before us. If we use that data to do any type of rationalizing analysis to shape our future activities, like we need to reach out to this people or we need to get these people involved or the, the other side is just more popular in this area. It's not a correct conclusion if you don't have the correct and accurate real data Understood. of the American people. Understood. So I want to just clarify this for everybody. Because they are manufacturing voters, they are misappropriating voter IDs and utilizing them as they wish, all of the data is a mess. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. So what I think people need to understand is you have been fed a bunch of lies. You have been fed a bunch of lies by government people and politicians and elected officials on both sides of the aisle. And I think in some cases the Republicans just don't want to be called an election denier. Y'all need to grow a backbone. The election was fraudulent, and they still are. And until we start to demand accuracy in this data, in other words, one vote, one human with a pulse, over 18, able to vote. That's what we're talking about. And it doesn't get to be mucked with anymore. So I want to just take a quick break, you guys. We're, we're listening to uh, Walter Charlton in studio with Natalie Abbas. I have Draza on the phone. And we're talking about election fraud, but it really is, this is so much bigger than election fraud, everybody. Our entire system has been co-opted and corrupted. And they're getting ready to deal with our 
and already are, and we're going to deal with, I want to mention something. I'm getting ready to do an event because they're already dealing with our health. They're mucking with our health and they're mucking with our food supply and our water supply. So what happened in Pennsylvania and and the chemical explosion that they intentionally set off that got into the air, the soil, and the water has a far-reaching impact, and we've been covering it here. On April 1st, April Fool's Day, at 12 noon, we're going to have an event at the Eisenhower Conference Center in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And I'm working closely with some folks in Pennsylvania, I'll announce that in a little bit, and other medical professionals and health professionals so that we can restore our health and and in the in light of what's been going on with covid the ineffective and dangerous shots and now the chemical biological attack in ohio pennsylvania we'll be right back this is jen inviting you to follow us on several different social media platforms first of all our new the jen charlton show rumble channel that's the jen charlton show on rumble please follow us there and share from there and let other people know about the channel so we can build our audience there Also, wherever you get your podcast, make sure to rate us, five-star rating, like us, because you do, and share it with all your friends so that other people can have access to this important information. And also remember to download the WFMD app. It's there for you to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, wherever you are on this great globe. We look forward to having you with us next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on WFMD. It's all about your car. Call in with questions to Dave Serio, beginning in less than 30 minutes, right here on 930 WFMD. Welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show. And I have with me today Draza on the phone and Natalie Abbas in studio. So, ladies, to wrap this up, how do we begin to rectify the corruption that we know exists in our government. I mean, you know, people around President Trump used to say, oh, it's a banana republic. We've got a banana republic. And I said to somebody once, I said, you know, I don't really like that term. It's kind of it, it's kind of a childish way, in my view, of saying, you know, the corruption that we're in, 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 enduring. But when you look at what goes on in third world countries, it's this. We are a third world country being taken over by communists. Who would have thunk? Draza, what do you think? I think I think that that is a real problem. And the problem is that we have allowed people who go into government either through um, elections, which are questionable, or nominations by the people that have been elected in a questionable manner to make decisions for us and to not be upset about it. There should be protests uh, written or, or, or otherwise uh, speak up when you see these, uh, these legislations going through. Everyone should go through, take individual responsibility. Go and check the FEC.gov for your own name and verify that everything that's on there was only contributed by you to the organizations that you actually support. And 
basically we need to we need to bring back the adulting for lack of a better word we need to get everybody to understand that nobody nobody in washington in government in the state government is smarter than you and you know what's best for your family and when you see others making decisions for you your family your community that do not make sense you have a right to have the opinion and we really need to get that ingrained back into the american people and until we do that, there will be a few of us fighting, but not being able to solve the root of the problem. Brilliantly said. And I think we also must be able to find that backbone, find that courage, find that inner strength. And when they have tried to intimidate us, on our First Amendment rights. Everybody's afraid to show up at a riot or a, they call it a riot, but, you know, a time of demonstration, of contesting a position or a policy. They're trying to intimidate us, and they have. We have shut down our voice. We did it because we listened to their intimidation I will remind people, somebody came to my business, handed my trainer, Jen, you are an effing, spelled out, racist. Because I was at Jan 6 and reported it on Facebook Live, walking down Pennsylvania Avenue. How dare they come into my place of business and intimidate that 19-year-old who later quit because he couldn't handle it. That emboldened me. And yes, I've become a bit of a warrior princess. I'm proud of that. Because I used to be one of those people who went along to get along, just to be liked and to fit in and be one of the social butterflies and the philanthropic whatevers. And in the process of all that, we were losing our country because people continue that nonsense and perpetuate those lies. We must find a backbone and we must take back our First Amendment rights and we must show up at the town square and we must speak our right, our purpose and our truth. So I want to let Natalie weigh in on that. Go ahead. I think that's excellent. Uh, When they control our voice, they start to isolate us and divide us. So what you need to do is get involved with grassroots organizations Uh, Make sure that you join all groups that go out and canvas, legislative task force, get in front of the legislative. You can look at all the bills that are coming down the pike. Uh, There's one about election fraud, uh, the machines, get rid of the machines, one-day voting, make it a holiday, and paper ballots only. If you start with the grassroots all the way to the podcast where – Draza and Walter and everybody shows up, it starts to permeate and get that word out so that we're not listening to mainstream media, mockingbird media anymore, and we're not listening to their narrative. We're actually dealing with the transparency of what's so. And all these other states are coming up with the same conclusion without having any uh, association with what we're doing. Uh, We're just finding all the evidence in every single state. So 
you have a voice, use it, knock on doors, get involved, and listen to this show and follow up. Yeah, and I would say also share the show because we're we're putting this information out there when a lot of other shows won't, quote, go there. And because I'm at the point now, if we don't do this, we will lose our country. It's just a it's it, I, you could argue that we already have and we're just scrambling to try and get it back. And people like Draza and Walter and Natalie and Dave in, you know, Anne Arundel and all of our buddies out there who out there fighting the fight to try and restore our republic. We need each and every one of you listening in this with us in some palpable way. So whatever you're good at, this is this is what I want to leave you with. You all have talents and abilities, strengths and intellect. It's time for you to put those to work, not only in your place of business, but in your heart and home to save our country. Now's the time. There is no other time. It's right now. If they pull this nonsense on 2024, and I actually told somebody very close to Trump, I said, if we, we may not make it to 2024, okay? We are so on the precipice right now. So 2024 is a, is a long shot for us right now under the current corruption that we are living in. The last thing I want to remind you is we are going to do an event. If you are somebody who has a background in health, healing, wholeness, restorative health, I want to talk to you. So I want you to email me at jennifer at charltoncommunications.com, jennifer at charltoncommunications.com, and put in the subject line event. And then let's talk because I'm going to put together a panel of health professionals, alternative medicine, people who can help you health, heal, detox from the guck they're putting in our environment. Our health, my father once said years ago, what's the most precious commodity on the planet? I said, I don't know, platinum, gold, whatever. He said, no, it's your health. You can't buy it. If it's going, it's going. What are you going to do to restore your health right now under the attack of COVID, the jab, which is, by the way, it's a whole nother show. We're going to get into it at this event. April 1st, Saturday, Eisenhower Conference Center in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. No better place to be than Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, to have this conversation as we fight for our health and our wellness under the morass of attacks we've been enduring. And it's going to hit our food supply and our water supply. So you have to be prepared and you have to be knowledgeable. So I want you to join us. Some of the proceeds will go to some of the uh, causes I hold dear. So we will, but there will be a small ticket price. More information, find it on the Jen Charlton Show Facebook page, the Jen Charlton Show Facebook page. Also, follow me on Rumble. We're now putting it out there. We want you to share it. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Be healthy. Be safe. Be bold. Be a patriot. We love you. See you next Saturday.